1: Welcome to the old time radio westerns. I'm your host Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be The Lone Ranger. Original air date is July 26, 1946, and the title is Barking Dog.
2: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: For the speed of light, the cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. The stage arrived. Belden's guest left an arrogant-looking man on the station platform. Hey, Reddin. Oh, you speak to me? Yes, you. I want to rent a horse. Well, you maybe find them livery. It's right over there, crossroads. Ted Goulding didn't bother to thank the Indian. Carrying a small handbag, he crossed the livery stable and made his desires known. Tonto, the Indian, followed him.
2: That's the best
4: saddle horse I've got, Mr. That's what I want I'm the best.
2: I'll have to get a sizable deposit on the critter. That's
4: all right. right. I'm not cuddling how, how far is it to the
2: Circle M? Circle M? Great day. That's Caution Mayfair, ranch Caution Mayfair? J. B. Mayfair's place. Colonel J. B. Mayfair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we call him Caution on account of the way he's always so downright careful. He checks and double checks and triple checks on every move he aims to make. (laughs) (laughs) Takes a life. He's the biggest man around this part of the
4: country. You know him? No, I'm going there to meet him. I'm engaged to marry his daughter. I say so. My say
2: I do say Well, (laughs) that means you'll someday own the Circle M. (laughs) Possibly. Miss Patricia's been east to get her schooling. Uh, maybe that's where you met her, huh? That's right. St. Louis. And you're sure a lucky gent, yes, sir. <laughs> I'll bet old Caution will have plenty of questions to ask you. That's quite likely. I reckon you'll have the right answers, though. You look plenty smart. You know, we've been wondering who Miss patricia married. used to be that the bets were on Jack Latham. That is for sure she went to school. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's an all-right gent, but nothing special. He's just a rancher with a little outfit he's hoping to build up.
4: Oh, I'd better get started. I think it's quite a ride to the second. Take your down on this here horse. Forget
2: it, Mr. Goulding. I don't need no deposit from anyone that's visiting the Mayfair place. No, sirree. You just take that horse and shove on. Pay the rental when you get back. <laughs> oh, fine. Good luck to you. And don't let old caution scare you. It is bark's worse than his body that. Thanks
4: for the information.
2: Get him. My my What a lucky gent he is.
3: Oh Maybe him not so lucky. huh
2: What's that engine?:
3: Maybe he will not have right answer when Mayfair ask him questions.
2: your
5: Get back. I'll show you. What did I tell you? Quiet, Red. do you here. That dog's a bad. Why, Chad, it's you. Hello, Pat. Did you just get here? Yes,
4: sir. I left my horse at the corral, then started toward the house, but that dog jumped out. Good he was tied up. I might have had to shoot him. Oh no, Chad. That would have been the worst thing you could possibly do.
5: Father would never forgive you.
4: You uh, told him about Anna.
5: Yes, and, and you'll have to make a very good impression, sir. Yeah,
4: I Might as well get it, get it over with. I anticipate a regular third degree.
5: I declare you're a regular old grout. but it is all right. It must have been a frightfully hot and dusty ride from town.
6: It sure was.
5: You'll feel better when you've had supper. After you meet Father, we'll show you your room and you can wash up. Father? Oh, there you are. Father, this is Chet-, Chet Gould.
4: How do you do, Colonel Mayfair? I've heard a lot about you. How do you do, Patricia, What was about talking Oh,
5: That was nothing.
4: I had this rifle in my hand, Colonel Mayfair. I guess your dog thought I might strike him.
7: I uh, keep right out near the corral to let me know when when there's someone around that they don't like. It's a you find of people, generally they find that they, if if you box at anyone, it's someone I don't like. <laughs>
4: Well, I, I'm sorry if he's taken a dislike to me.
7: Patricia, leave us alone. Of course.
5: Don't talk off too long. It's nearly supper time.
7: Sit down there, goalie. Very well. I'll get right to the point. As soon as Patricia told me that she'd promised to marry you, I took to considerable pains to learn all I could about the man who hoped to marry into my family. You did? I was fortunate in having the aid of a man who knew quite a bit about you. Oh? Huh? No one knows it any better than you do what your past life has been. Now, just a Let minute, you... Now that you're aware of the fact that I knew all about you, I think you realize that, that marriage to my daughter is out of the question. You can't
4: say that. I have
7: It's better for Patricia to be disappointed now than to go through the rest of her life mad you. I have a right to know what you've heard about me, but the right to defend myself against charges. Ruling, you have no defense. I'd like to let you down as easy as possible. You may tell Patricia anything you want to. Tell her you've fallen in love with someone else that you've changed about her. I'll expect you to leave right after breakfast in the morning. You've heard a lot of lies about me.
4: I'll bet that rancher, that ignoramus named Latham, has been poisoning you against
7: me. I doubt Latham ever heard of you. Furthermore, he's not an ignoramus. Even if he were, he'd be more acceptable than you. Uh, what have you heard about me? Your reference to poison is interesting. What do you mean? Your name used to be Dan Chester, didn't it? You know that? Yes, you do. And I'm satisfied you're no good. You're more interested in Patricia's money than her happiness. That's not true. Why? You are not. You share in neither. What? Where did you get all those facts? I have a friend who wears a mask. Outlaw. And you Not another. Should I call you Chester? He happens to be the man that caught an absconding bank clerk and took him back to St. You Remember? That, that man. Lone Ranger. You leave in the morning? You win, Colonel Major.
4: I'll leave. I'll tell Patricia something or other. If you'll
7: do that, I'll spare both of you the humiliation of exposing you. Thanks.
4: Maybe a few things can happen between now and tomorrow morning.
3: That evening, as Chet and Patricia sat beneath the moonlight... The conversation was far different than Colonel Mayfair had intended it should be. Chet gave a wholly
4: untrue report of his interview. And he's willing for us to be married whenever you say.
5: Oh, Chet, I'm so glad.
4: Patricia, I, I don't want to worry you, but there's something you should know. I don't know whether to speak to your father or not. What is it? Every man as important as your father has a few enemies.
0: Enemies? Yes.
4: Has your father seemed worried about anything?
5: No. Why? Has
4: he mentioned any particular enemy?
5: No. Why do you speak of enemies?
4: Has he- anyone noticed a stranger hanging around here? A masked stranger.
5: What do you know about a masked man?
4: Uh, I'm not going to detail, dear, but... I heard talk about a masked man who who planned to kill your father. Oh. If he's been around the circle... Yes, let me
5: tell you something. Yesterday, Father took his dog and went to the woods on the south line. Hank was nearby, inspecting repairs to the line fence. He saw Father, but Father didn't see him. Who's Hank? Our foreman. He saw Father meet a man in the woods couldn't hear the conversation, but he could tell by the way Father waved his arms that he was angry. Very angry. He was, huh? Yes. Hank told me about it. He couldn't understand the situation. At the time, neither could I. But I understand it now. You see, the stranger wore a mask.
4: That's it. It's the same man. He must have been threatening your father.
5: Oh, dear, what do we do?
4: Don't you worry, Patricia. I'll be on the lookout for that masked man.
5: I wonder if he's still camped in the
3: woods. Yes, the stranger with the mask was camped in the nearby woods. He was there
6: when Tonto, the Indian, joined him after scouting near the Mayfair home. Tonto, are you sure you've reported the conversation just as you heard it? Ah, me sure. Goulding is planning to go ahead with the marriage plans? Ah, him say it all right with Colonel. Then he said that I was Mayfair's enemy. Him say maybe you kill Colonel. Lies, lies. Why him say that? I wonder what he's up to. Mayfair was going to give Goulding a chance to break off with the girl and leave the ranch right after breakfast. Um, maybe Colonel changed mind. I doubt that. Goulding knows he'd be exposed tomorrow morning unless. Wait. What matter? He's setting the stage for murder, trying to blame the Mask Man. Otto. I've got to get over to the ranch house right away.
3: The following morning, when Patricia came into the dining room for breakfast, she found Chet Goulding there ahead of her. The expression on his face alarmed
4: the girl.
5: Chet, what's the matter?
4: Patricia, it's your father. Now, dear, you must be brave.
5: What about my father?
4: He's dead. Oh, oh, Chet. I stopped by his room this morning door was open a little bit. When I rapped it opened wider. And I saw him with a knife.
5: Oh, oh Chet, I thought it was you I heard. What? Father's room's near mine. I heard him talking to someone in a low voice. I thought it was you. You weren't in his room, were you?
4: Um, me? Or... No, of course not.
5: Then it must have been the murderer I heard. It must have been the masked man you spoke of.
4: I sent the cook out to get to Hank. I'll see that everything is taken care of for Patricia.
5: Chet, if if you love me, find that masked man.
4: Yes, dear. I'll see that he's brought to justice. I'll find him for you if it's the last thing I do.
6: Are you talking about me? You. Don't draw. off.
5: You.
4: You murderer.
6: Doing the last time we met... Gave you a warning. You remember that? How'd you get in here? The door will open. I'll, I'll take that gun so you'll not be tempted. Thanks.
4: Hey, good for you.
6: Shoot him. Shoot the killer. Am I supposed to turn my head toward the door? That don't matter, mister. You stand right still. And drop that gun before I let you have it in the spine.
3: continue our story. Accused of the murder of Colonel Mayfair, the Lone Ranger stood in the dining room holding a gun on Chet Goulding, while Hank the foreman stood in the doorway with a heavy pistol pointed at the
6: masked man's back. Uh, Drop that gun, you killer. If I were the killer, you think I'd come here?
4: It said that killers returned under the scene of their crime. That's probably why you came back here.
6: You're still covered, Goulding. Mm. Keep your hands where they are. I told you to drop that gun. Yes, I heard you. Take it away from him, Goulding. Go ahead. If he resists, I'll let him have a bullet right, right in the middle of the spine. I might little for that. You w- what? Come on, Goulding. Better to take this gun. Even though Hank-, Hank shoots me, it won't help you any. will it. I get this, Hank. You could shoot me, but my gun will speak j- just ahead of yours. I'll fire at the first click of your hammer being drawn back.
5: Please. Please don't you. You've already killed my father. You're
6: wrong, Miss Mayfair. I didn't kill your father. Now, I think it's about time we lowered the guns and talked things over. If uh, you look at the window, you'll see an Indian who has a drop on you, Hank. Huh? You drop that gun.
4: That Indian. He's the one I saw, I saw in town.
6: You heard what he said, Hank.
4: Drop gun. Like fun, I will.
6: By thunder, I'll go down fighting. I'll show you. Hank! Look <laughs> out! Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You. Chad, you. Stand still, now, Hank. Let's talk things over. That redskin. Sorry, oh, I, I, I had to hit you, Hank. Why you? I never saw anyone move so fast. You must have thought a lot of Colonel Mayfair. What do you think? You must have been very sure that I had to kill him. You don't look like one who'd shoot a man in the back. You, you, you wouldn't put your gun down. Hold oh, it now. Come on in, Uh-huh, me come in. We have a few things to prove.
5: Chad, why didn't you do something? Why did you just stand
4: there? A, a bullet from Hank's gun had just missed me. If you'd gotten to the scrap, we might have had this masked man. An Indian was watching me. He'd have shot if I moved. It's
6: uh, all right, Goulding. No one could expect you to be heroic. <laughs> so, uh, you told Miss Mayfair I was a killer, huh? How'd you know that? I told her father a few things about you. The difference is, I told the tr- truth. So you admit talking to the colonel. Yes, Hank. You saw me talking to him the other day in the woods. What?
1: You knew I was there?
6: Mm Mm-hmm. And I talked to Mayfair again last night. He admits being here. Why shouldn't I admit it? You killed him. Patricia, doesn't it seem strange to you that I could come here last night without arousing your father's dog? That's so. Probably clubbed the dog. No, no, it wasn't necessary. The dog and I are friends. We got acquainted when I talked to the colonel in the woods. Now, before we go further, we'd better have the law here. The law? Oh, some of your gang, you mean. Hank, would you ride over to the pass and get the deputy marshal? You mean me? Yes. won't take you long to get to the pass. It's much nearer than town. You trust me to leave here? Of course I'll trust you. Hank, don't go. It's a trick. He wants you out of the way so he can murder me and Patricia.
5: No. Don't Don't believe
6: that. If, If I wanted to do anything like that, Goulding, the fact that Hank is here wouldn't make much difference. Take your gun, Hank. My gun. Yes, here, take it. Well, uh... What's the matter with you? Must I put it in the hose to for you? Here. Well, I'm n- never. i oh, go and get the marshal. Quick. Just a second. You call that Indian Tonto? Yes, that's his name. You'd better
5: do it than the masked man says, Hank.
6: Yes, yeah, Miss Patricia, I reckon you're right. I reckon I'd better. I'll be back as soon as possible. What kind of game are you playing? Goulding, you were warned... I told you that I'd take you out of circulation if you didn't play straight.
5: What does he mean by that?
6: He'll try to clear himself by making me out a crook. That goulding is probably the most truthful statement you've ever made.
5: There goes Hank.
6: How soon will he be back? Oh, he should return in an hour or two. Meanwhile, we'll just wait.
5: I think you might explain yourself.
6: I'm sorry, Patricia. I'd rather wait till the law gets here. It'll save saved going over the story twice. I don't think Mr. Goulding will like what I have to say. He'll like it even less if it has to be repeated.
5: Chet, what does he mean?
3: Tonto watched outside the house while the Lone Ranger sat with Patricia and Chet Goulding.
5: The least you might do is let me go to my father.
6: Patricia, it'll be far better if things in your father's room remain undisturbed until the law gets here. Very well.
3: One hour passed, then part of another before the sound of hoofbeats came through the open door.
1: Perhaps
4: I think. All right, Tallow. I, right. I can't see why you're so got to see a lawman. Don't you, Goulding? No, I don't. You, you murderer.
2: I'm here, Griscom. All right, Hank. You men wait outside until I call you. Right.
6: Miss Patricia, this here is Deputy Marshal Sam Griscom. Well, so this is the masked man, huh? That's right. You can hand over your guns. Let's that, we'll save it. a lot of time by skipping that. If I'd intended to surrender my guns. I'd not have sent for you in the first place, Marshal. Well, I... From now on, Goulding, you're going to be in a very uncomfortable position. You can't hurt me with your lies. Well, that's right. I couldn't hurt you with lies. It's the truth that will hurt. Patricia, this will be unpleasant for you, but it can't be avoided.
5: I don't understand.
6: Your father wanted to know about the man you planned to marry. He started to investigate Goulding. I had a few facts. Hank, you saw me in the woods when I was telling the colonel what I knew. Uh, He was mighty sore, waving his arms and everything. Yes, he had reason to be. I told him that Chet Goulding was formerly known as Dan Chester. That's not true. Let me go on. Dan Chester worked in a bank. He made off with money. He was found and brought back. I know that because I was the one who found him. Why? You... Goulding, at the time, I told you that you might stay out of prison if you made restitution... I also told you that you'd have to stay straight or I'd come after you again. I never saw you before in all my life. We'll let that pass for the moment. Now, Dan Chester, the man I'm speaking about, went to Omaha. There he married a girl whose parents were quite wealthy.
5: Chad, you didn't tell me you'd been married.
6: He's not talking about me. He's talking about Dan Chester. The parents of the girl in Omaha died soon after the wedding. Then the girl herself died. All three had been poisoned... Chester inherited a lot of money. Yes, he went on trial for murder. But there wasn't enough evidence for a conviction. I'm not Dan Chester, and you can't prove that I am him. This is all a cock and bull story to cover your own guilt. What are you leading up to, mister? The motive behind what happened last night, Marshal. Patricia, your father told this man that he could not marry you. (laughs) He did. Lies. All lies. He told him he would have to give you some reason for breaking the engagement we would have to leave the house right after breakfast this morning.
5: But I... Chet, you said...
6: Goulding, instead of doing as Mayfair ordered, you went to his room with a knife. You thought that his death would serve a double purpose. It would keep him from blocking the wedding, and it would make Patricia the owner of the Circle M. You've made a lot of guesses. You can't prove a thing. I had proof enough to convince Colonel Mayfair. Do you think he'd accept anything less than definite proof? How about that, Goulding? He lies, I tell you, he lies i'd sure like to see that proof so would i very well here are documents that tell us all about dan chester look them over hank
4: right they won't prove a thing my name's not dan chester listen driscoll this man's trying to pin the murder blame on me so he's trying to trump up a motive we'll see how
6: about those documents hank well they sure tell about dan chester just as a masked man said
5: can you prove that Chet Goulding and Dan Chester are the same?
6: Yes, I think so. I've got an idea. Yeah. It all boils down to one thing. If this man is really Dan Chester, then there's a plenty of motive and cause for him to have killed the boss. Ain't that so? That's right. And why don't we just hold him and hold the task man as well? And we'll bring some people from the towns where Chester committed the crimes he's charged with, with and see if they identify by this critter. Yeah. That's a good, good suggestion, Hank. I don't think that'll be necessary. I'll be the judge of that, mister. From now on, the law will handle this. I want your guns. Sorry, Driscoll. I want to keep them in the holsters. If you're on the level... We you'll... won't discuss it. Hey, where are you going? Thanks. Hey, I'll going. take those guns, you fool. Why are you...
4: Freeze, I've got you covered. Hey. Hold it, all of you. Don't make a move. That goes for you, too, Pat. Smart guy with a mask. <laughs> he was just smart enough to turn his back and let me snatch his gun.
6: Those guns are too big for you, Goulding.
4: I'll h- handle them.
6: This move is practically an admission of your guilt.
4: What's the difference? Thanks to your meddling the truth will come out sooner or later anyway. Then
5: you are damned, Chester.
4: I'm leaving here, see. I'm leaving and I'll kill anyone who t- tries to follow me. If you do, you'll hang. Yes. Well, they can only hang me once. Don't try to follow me, see. I won't be caught.
6: Then you admit going after Mayfair with a knife. And I've gotten away with it, too, but for you. That's the confession Chris needs. Now you can stop acting dangerous with, with unloosed guns.
2: Unlooked guns. <laughs> you think
6: I'll fall for that? Drop
7: him anyhow, and I'll ship my dog with you. Father!
6: I'll take my guns.
7: Bring in the dog, Cotto.
6: Hang uh, on to the dog, Cotto. He'll, he'll kill Goulding if he gets loose.
7: I'm sorry I had to have a couple of hours worry, Patricia. We had to get enough on Goulding to put him in jail for attempted murder. And
6: I think we have it. But I tell you this that
7: I... The knife he used is still sticking in the dummy that the masked man and I fixed in bed in my place. Dummy? Are you satisfied that you picked the wrong man, Pat?
5: I've been convinced of that for the last two hours.
7: The may not be certified, but he's decent
5: I don't want anyone who's sitting
7: That
6: masked man. You, you framed me. You, you
4: framed me for this.
6: I told you, Goulding, I'd take you out of circulation. I like to keep my, my promises. Gee, wait a minute. You don't need me anymore, Colonel Mayfair.
2: Take out your hands, Goulding. Like I got handcuffs
3: for you.
6: But I didn't kill him. He's alive. Attempted He's murder
2: is good for a few years.
6: Attempted murder, murder of Colonel Mayfair is good for double.
5: Uh, I wonder if that masked man guns were. Really unloaded.
6: Mr. Tricia, if he said they were, they were. The Lower Ranger don't, don't tell what isn't true.